Hi there, this is Joseph Curry, and thanks for subscribing to the What's Your Story podcast. Um, we're currently working on season three, but before we kick off the next season, we have a little bonus episode for you. This is an episode we recorded with Elizabeth from Purple and Ashes. Um, Elizabeth is a lawyer who practiced in Nigeria before moving to Ghana to also study law. Yeah, so her law firm is set up in Ghana currently, and she's doing a lot of stuff. So we thought that, why not just give you a nice little preview, a nice little bonus episode. So, um, hope you enjoy it. And before we go off the next episode, we have a new podcast coming up soon. Um, we'll give more details on that very soon. So, for now, listen to our podcast with Elizabeth. Okay, so today's guest, um, can you introduce yourself real quick? Hey, my name is Elizabeth Adewumi Hagre. I'm a lawyer, a business lawyer, real estate and um, trusts and administration, a member of a Hasbro, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Nice. So what we like to do, we like to ask our guests about basically how they even get started in your field first in the law. How did you get started in the law? But we want to take it back a little bit yes. in your history. So we want to know how did you first get started? Like for instance, what was your interest in school? How was that schooling like for you? Oh, yes. When I was um, a little kid, uh, I would say about six, seven years old, I was seriously fascinated with literature. I loved to read stories. I loved to write my own little stories. And so my father um, discovered pretty early that I would be more suited to a field in the humanities. Okay. You know, telecommunications, philosophy, law, you know, things like that. Um, law was particularly special to us. I mean, I'm a first daughter and mm. I was extremely uh, keen on balance and justice in my family. We are, we are four siblings, so I always, always wanted things to be fair. Mm. And so, I mean, it just kind of fit into my kind of personality, my interest with reading, my interest with justice okay. at, at a very early age. And so from there on, I schooled in Lagos, uh, Nigeria. That's the Nigerian Law School. Mm -hmm. After all the basic secondary and tertiary education, so I was at this uh, law school in Lagos, uh, where I completed in two thousand and nine. Okay, so you're you're really hell bent on going to law. There was no other interest for you. Oh, I was interested in theatre arts, and I pursued it for, I think, about a year or two. Yes, I was interested in that. Anything, you know, that, that had to do with communicating or uh, speaking for one side or the other, mm -hmm. trying to, you know, balance and allowing people to express their opinion on important and salient issues. I was always interested in that. Mm -hmm. So, of course, telecommunications, I was interested in uh, journalism, you know, and I tried it for a year or two, but the love for the law was paramount. It was supreme. There's something about it. It's almost indescribable. It feels like a calling. Mm, okay. Yes, it, it feels more like a calling. I, I just don't want to talk about things. I want to be a deciding entity. 
and mm. how justice is achieved. Okay. Do you, would you say that maybe your environment also shaped that decision or just from family? Yes, I would say um, genetics. I come from a very strong uh, family, a family of strong women. I would say that. And then my position in the line, you know, my my position as a child, mm. being a first mm. child. Yeah, most possibly. Uh, most possibly. I mean, you always want to... Uh, you speak for your siblings you want to discuss with mommy why things should be this way or not you mm. want to make choices you you want things to be fair amongst your other siblings and so naturally i would say that my genes and of course my position in the family maybe my kind of friends as well okay. uh, yes when i was growing up my my kind of friends many of us ended up as uh, lawyers actually oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yes we did so yeah that's it okay. that's it so your journey to law school like what was that journey like what do you say it was a tough journey or because you were so enamored in law it was yeah. kind of an easier path for you uh socially that was the only tough part because um like i mentioned all through my growing up years i was very adept at studying mm. i will be the type a kind of student you know mm. the kind of student every lecturer loves mm. uh, yes you know and some students will eat <laughs> that mm. kind of yeah. that kind of student and so um sailing through law school was easy peasy like my daughter will say now is it easy peasy lemon squeezy <laughs> it was it was pretty easy but then socially it was tough I was no more with mom and dad, okay. you know, calling the shots and helping me out with difficult, uh, you know, life questions. Mm. I had to be on my own for the very first time in an environment where you are expected to follow strict rules and regulations. We lived in campus. Okay. We lived in campus of the uh, Nigerian law school, Lagos. <laughs> and so you had to follow strict set of rules. You had to be in charge of yourself so i would say that angle of myself was more developed when i went to the law school yes. you know having to understand that everyone else has an opinion as well mm, okay it's not just about me writing my exam this is about 3000 of us all yes. having opinions that were valid okay you, you see so understanding juxtaposing all of that and still finding ways to be um present your opinion and at the end of the day understand the opinion of others and be very to celebrate the the thinking and the mindset of other people were some of the things you will learn at the law school i enjoyed every bit of it honestly um, I finished school in 2009 and was called to the Nigerian bar, mm -hmm. thinking that was the end of my <laughs> journey. But it was actually the like, uh, <laughs> beginning yeah. of another one. And so after working in Nigeria, in Lagos State particularly, in some top law firms for about five years, I met the love of my life who happens to be Ghanaian. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. Was he in Nigeria at the time? Or? In Nigeria, in Lagos. Okay. We met in Lagos. Um, he's an artist, Jonathan Hagre. So it was beautiful experience being a lawyer and then being with someone who is not into all of this nerve-wracking, policy-making, argumentative hmm. style of life. It was beautiful. 
he saw life from a very different perspective, which was from the perspective of heart. Sort of more empathy in a way. Yes. I found life um, more easy you know you know when i'm sitting and then we're just talking about things i mean it cons- life consisted of just admiring hard works and discussing colors and themes and names of a new hard work or something is sketching and then and i was the subject of so many of his sketches i was his muse you know, oh. For, oh yes yeah. for so many years and so I mean, there's that thing, there's that saying that says, when you pray for the rain, be ready for the mud. Hmm. After we got married, then the mud. How do I live in Ghana, practice in Ghana hmm. without having gone to law school? Impossible. Yeah. Okay. Impossible. And so started my journey into the Ghana School of Law. Okay. So, okay. So before going to the Ghana School of Law, so the law firms you're working with in Nigeria, like what was like your specific field of study? Was it just law general or just something more specific? Yes. Um, in Nigeria, most firms will do general practice and then mm-hmm. you have various units dedicated to certain areas of law. I was predominantly with the business law and investments uh, okay. unit. And so we did a lot of transactions. We did a lot of real estate transactions, commercial transactions, uh, debt recoveries, you know, advising, uh, corporate organizations, entities, advising, uh, cross-border immigrants, I mean, business migrants, people who are coming from another country to come and set up in a new country. I mean, regulatory compliances, um, you know, we were big on all of that and I enjoyed it. And then when I moved to another firm, we did more of dispute resolution. And so I was able to do commercial dispute resolution at the law courts. You see debt recoveries and claims from uh, monetary claims and stuff like that. So moving to Ghana, okay, are we back to Ghana now? Yeah, so we're we're back to Ghana. (laughs) So, but before we go to Ghana, was was something you liked doing as far as disputes? Like, because I know you you said you love law, but Doing that in the business sense with these law firms, was that something that you were loving doing or oh, just yes. oh yes. It was contracts. It felt um uh, I one of my former bosses, um Mr. Kojobutsio Junior in Ghana here used to call me. I said, Elizabeth has the eagle eye. Yes. <laughs> I like to look at contracts that every other person has looked at okay. and then pick something that maybe some other people didn't mm. avert their minds to. Okay. I had a very keen eye and I still do. I enjoy pouring into contracts and imagining the variables mm. that others might not think. And you know, the background in dispute resolution will essentially teach you how to spot potentially litigious terms and conditions. Interesting. And so when you're looking at a contract, you're not just looking at uh, it as how it benefits your client alone. You're looking at terms Mm. that might end up being onerous, um, litigious, Mm. terms that if it goes to court, is it going to favor my client? Mm. Sometimes you don't want to tell them that way so you don't shoo them off the entire... um, agreements and negotiations but as a lawyer your job is not just to edit you know and dot the i's and cross the t's you also want to think 
<laughs> counterintuitively, honestly, mm. I I look at it like okay, let's assume this has gotten us to court. Mm. Let's assume this has become an issue. Right. Now, what are the terms in this contract that the other party who has not engaged me could rely on? and use against me so then i start looking at it so over time when people come to my office um even though we're being positive i'm always looking at yeah the negative let's assume it gets to court okay. what are the things what are the variables what are the possibilities you know what other things could so sometimes even something that may not be an entire part of the agreement i may decide to negotiate it mm. yes i may decide to just put that in and say oh well can we had this and that just mm-hmm. in case mm-hmm. but in most cases um many of these contracts would not get to the law courts Honestly, I think uh, depending on who you're working with and how deep your negotiations were and the kind of stance that you took as a lawyer, most people know that you definitely have to stick with the terms of the contract. Yeah. Yeah, for many people that I've worked with, um they will definitely stick with it because mm-hmm. from the beginning they could see that this lawyer is the stickler for terms mm-hmm. and right. conditions right. the the timing is so right you ask the important questions are we sure about this time what happens if this time this you you exceed this time mm-hmm. are there penalties mm-hmm. and what are the percentages for these penalties like we we go so deep, deep to the it. point that most people would not end up in court like they just want to get out of the agreement right then then yeah, because it's or a lot. proceed with it yeah. and stick with the terms you, you get the point yeah. that makes sense so yeah. I, i do love um that area of law and um, also trusts and administration of estates oh my goodness that's another baby of mine and for which I have gotten more clients than any other area of law. It started with this uh, family. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I would, should mention him, but quite popular uh, in Ghana. Oh. Um so their parents died during COVID. And then the fire fell on me, you know, to assist with the administration of estates. And then um you know you start when you're administering if there is a will you first discover the will right yeah and then you meet with the family for the reading of the will at the court somewhere mm-hmm. after that is done and then you start with the application for letters of uh, for the probate and if there was no will application for letters mm-hmm. of administration and so but then for me i don't know maybe because i i particularly liked that client so i was quite emotional mm, i was in depth case, yes yeah. i was quite in depth in ensuring that the properties were well uh, distributed right. and that everything was properly closed and then we saw elizabeth elizabeth all over there's a big family you know with the stepmoms and all of right, that and then there was this tiny elizabeth you know all over the place and it was good at the end of the day i think within a year we were done everything was great they were very very thankful and mm. they started referring me mm, to other works. families from them i have gotten about seven other families that they've referred me to okay. in the last uh, two years yes. you know so when people die and then they call on me we first discover the will 
like the process that I mentioned to mm-hmm. you, and then we go through the process of uh, administering the estate. And one that I do is that I make them them a part of my family <laughs> for the long them, yeah. yeah. So it's not like I'm done, dusted, that's it. No. no. So as soon as we've we've done most of the processes, I keep myself accessible. For sometimes they'll just come back, call back again and said, please, do you still have a copy of the site plans for mm-hmm. this, this particular building? And then we search our records, we get it out for them. You find out that these kind of clients are the kind of clients that I called a legacy, you know, mm-hmm. for a law practice. They are not just touch and go. go yeah. No. And the beautiful thing is that even their children become our clients. Yes. So okay, these people, so, yeah, these people yeah. grow, yeah, they grow and then like, oh, it's my mom's lawyer. It's like yeah, a family she, lawyer. She's my, fa- she's my father. I remember it was my uncle's lawyer. Mm. And so when they're back in the country, they still call on us again. Right. And so you, it becomes like a family, you know, kind of practice. I enjoy doing that a lot because I get to meet people mm. and I get to keep these people. people for a long time because you've got their documents, you've got sensitive Every, yeah, yeah, documents. Information about them in you. Many people just don't want to keep changing yeah. Yeah, th- this kind of lawyers. So, yeah, thank okay. you. <laughs> so, okay, that's the truth. So, back to Ghana. So, I know that okay, yes. you mentioned that you meant to love your life. So, yes. your plan next was to move to Ghana yes. and work instead? Yes. You weren't going to think about staying in Lagos. Maybe your husband will come here. Ooh, thank you for saying that. That was my husband's initial plan. That was exactly an initial plan. You already have a life going for you. You have a practice mm-hmm. going for you. Why didn't you stay over there? Mm-hmm. And then I'll come be visiting. Well, uh, well, call me the, the, the lovebird kind of person. <laughs> I, I like to be called a handbag. You know, like, where you go, I... You, you know, I'm... Yeah, well, unfortunately. I mean, it's a nice balance. And I, I'm this tough, tough lawyer. And I'm also this, you know, very uh, lovey-dovey <laughs> kind of... Me, yeah, so my husband would tell you, Oh, Elizabeth, oh my goodness. So that's me. After staying in Lagos all by myself, it was just a couple of months, a couple of shorts three months being married and staying all alone by myself I called him one day and I said you know I don't think I can do this Mm. you know I want to come to um, Ghana Ghana and stay here uh, with you and see what I can do about my practice Mm. and then I have this very convincing it's something people would say very convincing I felt like I I knew it all like Mm. don't worry if I did this in Lagos I can can do do it it in Ghana and it's going to be bigger and better and stronger and here I came Root shock. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was so what was the first impressions of Ghana coming to Ghana and then trying to also bring your law practice here? Oh, I loved the calmness, the serenity over here. It was very different, you know, from how we were over there. Not that what we had over there was not good. In, in fact, now comparing both, I would say we were more challenged in mm. Nigeria. As a young lawyer, as a senior lawyer in Nigeria, you've got you will have a lot of experience with within a short span of time, because it's an extremely highly populated country. There are lots of litigation. There are lots of opportunities to learn. And then it's a go, 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 fast, 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 you know, kind of place. Mm-hmm. In Ghana, it was more subtle. Mm, yeah, Life calm. was cool. And so as a new wife and new mom, it was very fitting to my new stage in life. I enjoyed, you know, just having to have a slower pace. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. 
for the first six years at least. Hmm. That was easy for me. Law school was easy breezy. Even though I, I heard uh, a lot of, um, um, what do you call it, stories before mm-hmm. I went to the Ghana School of Law. Right. But it is not that easy. People don't pass at once. Yeah. I think the stories was what motivated me to prepare. Okay. Yeah, to really, really prepare. Yes, God's grace, I would say. But then I, I entered and I came out. It was breezy. Many people were shocked, <laughs> including my father-in-law. Really? Yeah, because after a year and I, and I gave him the invitation letter to come to my call ceremony, he was like, is it the same Mokola? Yeah, that's everybody. So I'm like, so I had to ask my husband, what is Mokola? He said, oh, we're going to school Mokola, Mokola Market. I yeah. said, oh, God, why would they call Mok- law school Mokola? Mokola yeah. I said, is it the same Mokola you? You just finished or another one? I said, it's Mokola. It's the same one, yes. It's, it's Mokola. The, the, the factor for me that helped me was that I've already practiced in another jurisdiction. Hmm. I've been called a practice for a couple of years, came to Ghana, did some consultancies with a few firms hmm. before I went to law school. So it was not that difficult and I would different. say God's grace as well. So all of in about 10 months, we entered law school in is it November? Yeah, November. And I was called in October the following year. We basically finished mm. in July. Right. July, and I was called in October the 4th. A happy day. <laughs> <laughs> and very relieving. So that was July, um, that was October the 4th, 2019. Not 2019. 2019. Yes. So this year, 2023, it makes 14 years. Yeah. Uh, yes. 2009 was when I was called, called to the Lagos bar. bar. 10 years after, I was called to the Ghana bar. Okay. Oh, 10 years. Yeah. 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 So cumulatively, yeah. I've been doing this for about 14 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very happy. That's interesting. So when you passed the bar, what was your next step? What was your next, I guess, plan now yes. that you're officially registered to practice law in Ghana? Yes. Uh, my next plan was to find um, a firm where I could do pupillage even though I've been working with a few firms as a consultant this was my very first opportunity to actually go to Ghanaian courts and work as a lawyer so I wanted to um, make better that litigation angle because as for corporate law contracts they're basically the same in whatever jurisdiction they do most of them are are the same law of contracts but then when it comes to litigation practice you definitely want to put your feet deep in this Mm -hmm. you know and learn Mm -hmm. the ropes very well because it will help you in your journey in helping your clients. So I found a litigation firm, okay. really, really deep. Matthews Consult, uh, Mr. Uche, is actually a Nigerian as well, but he's been here for almost two decades. Wow. So he's been practicing for decades mm. and he does know what he does. He knows what he's doing. So I was with their firm from 2019 for till about 2021 okay. you see yeah sometimes off and on you know because of the kids but I was principally mm-hmm. with, with them, them. yes yeah, so I learned litigation from the best I would say okay. <laughs> I learned litigation I was his handbag uh, <laughs> Mr. Uche I like being people's handbag so when he's going to court you and I, I, th- I pick the briefcase and then I'll follow him I was keen at learning mm. at the shortest possible time I mean as a mom you have little or no time. So you have mm-hmm. to learn. Right. When you have the time, they are in the school, crash, whatever it is they are, you 
pour your life into it. And that was my stance, you know. So I learned as much as I could in all those years. And even up to now, from time to time, I still link up, you know, with some of these people. So I, the plan was to do it till 2021. And then from there, I will set up Purple and Ashes. Okay. Are we uh, at that question? No, not yet. No? So, but, but quick one. So, yeah. so what was your first experience as far as litigation in Ghana? Was it, would you say it was different from Nigeria or was kind of the same? It's the same. Mm. We're both common law countries. So right. it was the same. The experience in Nigeria helped me here in Ghana as well. I think the confidence was one thing that came naturally. You know, naturally people would be a bit scared, you know, when mm. you're starting out. The little, you know, jitters, like, oh, this is new, you know. But then the experience was a, a bit of a help because I could see that the the voice, you know, the stance, the way that I, you know, presented myself was very confident. And mm-hmm. that, so that was, that helped, <laughs> you know. And if there were a few corrections here and there, that was easy, you know, for me to quickly correct myself. So, and then about the style of practice in Ghana here, like I mentioned earlier, it's more, uh, it's easier mm. in years than what I experienced in Nigeria. The courts over here, I mean, you don't have to be in traffic for hours just to go to, <laughs> just court. To, go to court. Yeah, like we will have in Lagos, yeah. you know, very busy. Yeah. commercial hub here it's easy peasy mm-hmm. most of the times so you just need to know what you're doing understand the laws very well yes mm-hmm. understand your laws very well understand the arguments that you bring into the table what evidences you know do you have and have you presented you know your case okay. basically so over here in Ghana if you know what you're doing we if just, you've read up on it, you've researched it very, very well, present your case very well, chances are things will go um, the way you want it to go. Okay. Unlike in Nigeria, where uh, you need to have grit in addition <laughs> to that. Yeah. Grit, you need to be able to guess the other party. Okay. Guess the line of action they're going to bring. Some people might try to delay the process. And, yeah. You know, we've got skills, all those kind of skills over there. People know how to delay a process, know how to, you know, mm-hmm. make sure the certain evidence doesn't get to you. Mm-hmm. Y- you see, so over there, you need to be more tactical. You must have more grit. You must have more vigor, you know, to yeah. be able to do this in Ghana. You just need to know the law. Interesting. You need to know the law and go with it. Okay. You know, yeah. That's interesting perspective. Okay, yeah. so 2021. Yeah. So your next step was to just form your own kind of law. It was a plan, but it wasn't going to happen. It was a plan. It was a dream. Hmm. Um, yeah, I had a dream. And um, 2021, I've always said I wanted to start my own practice. And I started it uh, for a very short while mm-hmm. in 20. Um, we married in 2014. Yeah, 2013. It was called A Olaoye and Co. Okay. Yeah, I started it, and then I met, of course, the love of my life. And since the, it was a startup, was just in its inception, yeah. and yeah, that didn't go far. So I said, 2021, I'm gonna give it a try again. But for some reason, you see, like I mentioned, this is a country of laws. Mm-hmm. This is a country where, as much as we don't want to accept the laws truly truly work mm-hmm. unlike in nigeria where anyone any anyone can just go start 
and the operators register you it's not like that here mm. they operate a chamber system there are processes you know to so in 2021 i found that no <laughs> this cannot happen oh, wow. as easy That's you know as, as it was in nigeria and so i decided to put in an extra two years okay you know so i kept working where i was but that but then i set up i registered purple and ashes with the registry generals okay. and then i take, started taking my time with those processes one right. after the other right. one after the other but i hadn't set up an office i just kept ticking my boxes okay. every month when i get some money you know and I, I, I do this one yeah. yeah when i get some you know i do that one so i've been doing that until 2023 january this year with the help of my husband um we all told me now you need to stop dreaming about popular nashes and actually make it work yeah that that was the time yeah that was it, yeah so 2023 january i rented an office space which i'm quite proud of you know okay, it's our yeah. beginning and um we started um uh, putting things together officially getting the ganaba association you know to you know verify what we're doing yeah. all that and since then i would say i've been principally motivated to do more what i want my vision is actually to have a cross border practice where people from other jurisdictions emphasis other jurisdictions will be able to practice with us i want a place where a chinese man doing business in ghana or someone from Australia or Kenya mm-hmm. can feel at home. Right. You see a multi-jurisdictional kind of practice right. where we have people who are qualified in other jurisdictions come work for us as consultants. As consultants. Yeah. Even if you haven't passed the bar, you haven't I I wanted to have that kind of and I wanted to have a a certain network like a cross border network with other countries mm. where we are able to simulate our activities with other departments you know legal departments in other countries mm. because the majority of our clients are people from the diaspora mm. who are in Africa to do business yes people expanding their businesses into this country or in Nigeria South Africa Mauritius uh, Egypt mm. the, most of our clients are people who've been over there and are coming back home mm. and trying to do something invest back at home yeah. so our corporate uh, commercial practice and regulatory compliance practice we principally help these people to settle in you see yeah, with the immigration yeah. we're doing immigration for their staff you see work permits all of that and then for them regulatory compliance with the FDA the GIPC petroleum commission and depending on the kind of yeah. yeah compliances so because we're doing so many of that it would be great you know to have people who are french as the official language in our firm you sense. see people who are togolese lawyers yeah. who are working with us that will be great so i am open and that is my dream that mm. one day we would have this very big edifice where people can walk in there in and you actually get somebody who speaks spanish with you mm. you and understand where you're coming from and right. help you and assist you yeah for now we're two partners i love my partner so much <laughs> <laughs> nanama you know so we're two partners and we're doing this we we've got a few other non executive you know yeah non professional partners we yeah, who are partnering with our firm and you know assisting with other areas of law for example the divorce you know family mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. yes we have a partner who is doing that 
as well, full-time. And then we've got a high P, intellectual property, heart law, you know, telecommunications okay. law. We've got people who are also assisting with that. So we're building it gradually and we're happy currently where we are we know we cannot despise little beginnings and as much as it looks like little beginnings i like the what a friend of mine said jody hado is a, is a member of aspora as okay. well has been very good to me and one of the people who've encouraged me as well good. jody said you know when i said oh jody we've started he said oh well, you're not just starting <laughs> is he and i he doesn't know just how um that small sentence i mean what it m- meant to me he said but elizabeth you've been doing this for years yeah, yeah. you are not just, just starting yeah. you're not just starting I'm sure he just said it but then for so long I kept thinking about it and I said this is true mm-hmm. and that is what gives me that confidence I am not just starting I'm mm-hmm. not a startup yeah, you, know, yeah, you know while, yeah. it's been here for a while it's just now that we're officially yeah. bringing this yeah to, okay. to, to so, so that's quite a journey so now 2023 so the next step is do you see yourself taking your company from Ghana and maybe establishing Nigeria as well yes thank you how, do, how are you able to preempt my mind actually <laughs> how just thinking ahead just, oh my goodness this is good you should join my team <laughs> advisor, advisor. <you> <laughs> because that is it Actually, when we were registering um, for Ghana, I wanted, I called a friend of mine, a colleague. Um, we used to be friends in law school in Lagos. I called her and I said, I need this thing done in Nigeria, immediately replicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want someone to take our name. Yeah, <laughs> we, we also know that we're going to have uh, clients over here who would have business interests and investments mm-hmm. in Nigeria and having you know the buy in Nigeria well, there is no better place you know for me to have a branch That's than true. in Lagos Nigeria yeah. so I called her up immediately and then she asked you know for some even though we already have a firm and I, I told you in 2013 we set something up but mm-hmm. you know this is, is new this is purple and ashes so I spoken to her and then she's putting all the papers together and we're seeing what's going to happen before the end of this year so that we can also have um, a branch yes. in Lagos Nigeria yes. so is, is there a timeline or are you just getting started to see where it goes oh it's uh, in about two to three months okay. so yeah. Yeah, that's quite soon yes so, yeah, about two to three within months. this year yes so yes. basically you're going to have a Ghana branch and then a Nigeria branch yes. Yes, I have to. <laughs> okay. So you it's like you have a lot of plans ahead of time. I mean, going years ahead. So I think I want to ask these questions. If you looking back on your career mm-hmm. and you have to look back and say, okay, maybe I should have done this instead or that instead. Do you look back and say, maybe I should have done things a bit different or are you still on the path? You think you did everything right? Honestly, <laughs> if I were to choose again, I think it would be the same path. Um, the only thing that may be different uh, was probably I would have started with the New York bar or something <laughs> and then do the Nigerian and then the Ghana bar. Okay. But I, I love where I am. I love the impact that my work um, has in the society, in our own little space and with our clients i get to see how much positivity my work brings into other people's lives mm-hmm. and i i get to occupy this position that is respectable in society you see um, why would anyone not choose that life again 
and with uh, a partner by my side who uh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> like Libras. I'm a Libra. You know, right. we we have a partnerships, partnerships, partner with a partner by my side who who shows me the easier. You see, you see, you see when things get you know very tough, yeah. very tough on this side. Your lawyers are fighting each other. You know, shooting daggers in court. You come home and then it's all calm. You know, mm. and, and beautiful many times. Not all the time. Nothing is perfect, you yeah. know. But for most times, so with, with that by my, I think I would do this over and over and over again. Yes. Cool. I think it's a fine balance, mm. you know, that I that I have with my life and my career. I have two kids, and um, six years old or seven years old. Mm. I call them my Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in a way, they they've all also been a factor. Um, my little daughter wants to be a lawyer as well. Oh, right nice. from it's amazing. Even yes. though we try to dissuade her because this is a tough life, you know. Wow. <laughs> Don't do this. I know, no, no. All their career days, she just wants to be a lawyer. She's told the teachers she's a justice. And like, really? Wow, really? <laughs> you, know? you know, so we call her our justice, you know. So for them, they're also very, very supportive. They're very supportive. They always like, "Mommy, did you go to court today? Did you send the bad guys to the prison?" Wow. Uh, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody <laughs> was sent to, to the prison no. today. You know, I'm just good. Sometimes they come to the office and then they, yeah, they've been sweet. They're just running around and telling me, "You could do this. We could do this like this. We could do wow. that." Mom, I could help with that. Wow. Can I get a job? They're really into it already. <laughs> you know. So it's a it's a small but nice you know family and we're all trying to make this work mm. and hopefully it will be a legacy that other people can also benefit from yeah. in a very long time. That's good. So I have like one last question. We ask this question of all our guests. Yeah. So basically, we have a lot of people listening who may be like jumping into careers right now or just starting off or have their businesses. But mm -hmm. if you could give like maybe a piece of advice mm -hmm. from your perspective or your career, mm -hmm. people who are starting their businesses or in business right now, what would you give them? Yes. The very first thing is network, network, network. I cannot overemphasize this. Nobody can overemphasize this. That is the one and only important thing. I mean, other than, of course, knowing what you do and mm -hmm. loving what you're doing. When you are navigating a new environment, you must network. The, my senior, um, the one who I said I, I was in this firm and yeah. I did my pupillage, told me that you are coming to compete with lawyers who were raised many of them were raised here mm -hmm. so they've got the primary school yeah. secondary schools you know university all of these friends and colleagues as potential clients I am coming in as a, a new, new no person. one knows yeah. you a new person yeah. here in Nigeria they call you JJC Johnny, just come. <laughs> you just come. Yeah. You will come in as no one knows you. You cannot sit back and relax. Except, of course, you're inheriting a firm. Mm. Well, if your parents or your family or somebody, you are inheriting a practice, fine. But for some of us who are building from the scratch, ensuring that your name is out there, ensuring you know people is extremely important. Every day of my life, I try to make friends. Mm. 
mm. from the most mundane to high places. I try to make friends and I would not let that opportunity slip by without telling you what I do. You know, and how nice. I can be of help. Right. You will forget about it, but one day you recall, you rem- yeah, yeah, you recall that girl. Oh, I remember one girl I met at the bank. Oh, I remember that lady I met at the restaurant. You know, so that's how we've been able to do it. And I would tell you, Ahaspera particularly has been great for me. A friend um, invited me. Okay. Initially, after I joined for about six years, I didn't do anything with it because I didn't really, I was also busy. I was mm. working for, yeah. I was a, an employee. So, I mean, you need to focus, yeah. you know. But then when I started um, thinking about setting up and then I started getting more active over there and then from doing one good work, you see, to mm-hmm. do, those people referring you to other people, other people yeah. and that's it. So my yeah. piece of advice in a nutshell will be one, know what you're doing and love it. Two, network, network, network. Right. You see, and do good work. Good work, you don't even have to, to say this too is, much. Yeah. Yes, if you do good work for someone, your customer service was great, you were kind, you were not just about the money. Mm. You see, that's the thing. I put soul into my work. It's not just about the money. It's not just about the money. Money will come and go. You see, but when you create a legacy, these people will keep coming back and their children will come and say, oh, you're a family lawyer. So I need to create relationships. Nurture them over the years. Truly, truly love your clients. It doesn't matter if they pay 500 CDs or 50,000. Truly love them truly be honest with them this is not going to work what if we do it that way Mm. this is not going to work what if you take this case out of court Mm. what if we settle this amicably Mm. we've been able to do that for so many people you see cases that could have stalled in court and at the end of the day you don't get anything out of it we pull it back into our offices and do serious negotiations Mm. and at the end of the day everybody shakes hands and we go our way these are the people who refer others to us yeah so those are my advice pieces of advice yeah that's good that's great that's great but yeah so i think on the last question then really good piece of advice we can wrap it up yeah so thank you very much elizabeth that's a bit of really good um, story and journey so thank you very much for coming i appreciate you so much for bringing me here i really really do awesome yeah you're doing a great job of reading people's minds (laughs) (laughs) you are thank you all right thanks thanks